0: What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Lawson Translation. We're coming at you hot today with Episode 7 with my man Malcolm Wilson. Malcolm is the CEO, founder, and owner of Level Up Fitness and Nutrition. He is the fitness director at the UFC gym in Norwalk, Connecticut, and he's also an active amateur boxer who's looking to compete in his first kickboxing match by the end of the year. Today, Malcolm's going to give us a fair amount of insight on this new fad of long-distance races, you know, the Spartan race, the Tough mutters. He's probably done about two dozen of these over the past year, year and a half, and now he's actually teaching classes on to how properly to prepare for this long-term endurance grueling type of race and what you should be doing from a physical, mental, and nutritional standpoint to make sure that you can actually get across the finish line of a 13-mile race with obstacles. We're also going to be diving into some of the basics of nutrition and fitness if you're looking to cut weight, and he's also going to dive into some of his philosophy as a trainer and how he likes to approach coaching for all sorts of different people that come into the gym. Here we go. We are live, baby. You got my man Malcolm Wilson in the house today. Malcolm, what's happening, bro? What's going on? I'm very, very excited to be here today.
1: How you feeling today?
0: I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I've been, I've been kind of pumped up to get you on here and, and have discussions because we both work in different areas of fitness. And I think what you've been doing lately is kind of the new fad that a lot of people have interest in. And I see the classes and everything, man. And it's just, it's like really interesting stuff because it's dynamic things that you're not seeing on a, on a day-to-day basis compared to what you guys are doing. And you've been kind of you've set up classes now to be kind of focused, particular classes to focus on these long distance endurance races with all the obstacles, the tough mutters, the Spartan race. How many of those have you done in the past like couple years?
1: Oh man, I I lost count, but I I done uh, multiple Spartan races, um, I done multiple tough mutters, I done um. The ridiculous obstacle course races, like this inflated obstacle course, that was more fun and challenging than anything. We've done um, different uh, endurance races, and Chad, he's one of the, the run director, he's done way more than I have, and I've done a lot. Like, when I have a lot of medals, and then he makes my lot of
0: medals look like a little bit of medals, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, he just finished. That's uh, all. He put it on Facebook. He just finished the LA Marathon, right? Or the LA Marathon. Yeah, so... We 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 plan to do the we
1: both done the New York City Marathon. We plan to do the the Chicago Marathon this year um, in October. And just like a few months ago, he's just like, hey, I'm going to LA. I'm gonna do this LA Marathon. I was like, I was like, wow, okay. I was like, did you really uh, prepare? He was like, yeah, I've been running. But and he still had a, a great time. Just. And, and it was supposed to be his his lax
0: race, yeah man and it's also like an investment because you got to fly to LA on your own dime you got to stay in the hotel on your own dime, you got food on your own dime. It's not like cheap to do one of these races
1: yeah um some of the rates some of the races are a little pricey some are some are not it depends on what kind of race doing the New York City marathons are I, I paid about like 220 all the marathons are about that price. you can also fundraise your way in you can raise about a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. To, to charity and get in like that. And then you can qualify for these races as well. So there's a few different ways on how you can get in. Um, I'm sure you had a good time going out
0: to L.A., though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so. bro, I would have missed the race. I would have <laughs> been, like, partying. <laughs> Fucking hell, man, that's crazy. How much how much different do you think, like, the the traditional marathons are in comparison to, like, one of these obstacle courses? Because if you look at, like, one of the bigger Tough motors, they're, like, 13 and a half miles versus... The traditional marathon that's 26 and a half miles but the marathon's not going to have obstacles did you fear feel more tired in one versus the other i would have to say the marathon was more challenging for me
1: simply because i am not a a, a long, extreme, distance runner, <laughs> long distance yeah. runner so my my comfort level is about 13 miles that's where i like to run. 13 miles and under, i could crush those races. So the marathon was something new for my body. So i you definitely if it's new for you, you definitely have to train and prepare or you are going
0: to feel it for sure. Yeah, man, i would i would imagine it just gets so boring after so many miles. Like after 15, 16 miles, you're probably like, "When is this gonna end?" Your body is saying that,
1: but the when if when, once you do actually do a marathon, it gets crazy. Especially the New York City Marathon. It was people all over, all over the Bronx, all over Manhattan. You, or you see all these crazy signs and people dressing up, cheering for you. I had them, my level up shirt. was like, go
0: level up. I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so it just, keeps you, it just keeps you alive. Yeah, man, you're always like so energetic when you're training too. What did you, wh- when you're doing like these obstacle course races, because you prepare for them a little bit differently, it's, it's kind of part of your job where the other people are just coming in recreationally. They have teams and they train with like their buddies and stuff. But as someone who's done so many of the races, what are what are some of the things that you notice that people kind of fall short on? Like, what are they not preparing for properly? Like, where do they stumble? Is it mostly on the upper body? Is it on the climbing? Is it just the endurance of the race? Is it the swimming? It really depends. But I'll say what, one of the most things I'll see is
1: I'm not focusing enough on grip training. Uh, so a lot of people would just... They, 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 their, their forearms or the grip will just give out during mid obstacles. Some of these, there's what's cool about these obstacle course races is you need to prepare almost. You need a little bit of everything to to be good at this. You need to jump high. You need to be, have good grip strength. You need endurance. You need good upper body strength. A good lower uh, lower body strength. So it's 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 pretty cool and uh, interesting on how you um how you gotta prepare. So it really depends on the race because. You just got to know what obstacles you're going to face and know how to prepare for those certain obstacles.
0: Yeah, and you actually, you do a lot of the classes preparing people for that, which are actually getting packed pretty quickly. Like, in the beginning, I was, like, skeptical. I was like, there can't be that many people that want to run these races because I I just relate everybody to myself. I'm like, fuck those races. I can't do it. They're mad (laughs) long with mad obstacles. It's cold out. You're in some freaking farmland in upper New York. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. But then I see, like, you got, like, even when you started it, you had, like, 15, 20 people in the class. So what do you what do you do in the class to properly prepare for, like, the grip strength training and everything like that that's different from, like, your typical bag class that someone would take at the UFC?
1: Well, what we do is uh, we, 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 we focus on full body training, race-catered um, obstacles. So it, it helps you to—what we do is help you to build— build up for those certain obstacles that we that we that we know that's gonna be in the race. So right now we have uh we have the we're gonna do the tough mutter. We have about a group of 40 people already signed up for that. And we're looking to have like 50. So we're gonna go out there really deep. So that's gonna be exciting. Um some of the tough mutters, they have like this this obstacle called the Everlast, right? So you have to sprint, then you have to so you need to build up your your speed uh to get over this obstacle. It's pretty much like a uh, think about a a skate, skateboard ramp, right? That 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 goes up and has like this incline. So you have to sprint, you have to jump, and then you have to have a good grip strength, upper body strength to pull yourself over. So that, those are um some of this. We, we work on those movements. So it's just, it's sort of like just MMA, right? So you you look at the movements, and then you
0: have to do training to cater to the to those yeah, movements to mimic mostly the movements. Yeah, man, that's crazy. I saw the because uh, I've I've been doing a lot of rock climbing, and I watch not necessarily the. You know, particular for the Tough Mudder stuff, but if you look at like the Beastmaster that they have now on Netflix and all those things, like so much of that, like success, and I'm assuming the Tough Mudder is probably the same. A lot of it comes down to grip strength, and no one except for the climbers is really training it, so they usually have an advantage. Yeah, it's it's funny. I I watched that whole season of it. It was was a great show, and. The, the
1: rock climber ended up winning from Brazil. So yeah. he was uh, like a world-class rock climber, and he ended up winning the whole thing. Yeah, and the uh,
0: second guy was like a rock climber, an ice climber from fucking Korea or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it, you definitely need a tremendous amount of grip strength to to accomplish some races, more than less. Um, but for if you're doing it competitively, for sure, you, you would need uh, more grip strength to get through these obstacles.
0: Yeah, bro. We can also talk to the guys at Rock Climb Fairfield. And, and see if, they, if they, we can get, like, a day in there. And you can bring all the guys. And I can have, like, one of their instructors actually help everybody with the grip strength, too, because they, like, specialize in it.
1: Yeah, that will be fun. My, uh, my group would definitely love that.
0: Yeah, you should come with me, too, man, because for someone, for someone that you, you're, like, so athletic and you do the rock climbing so effortlessly, if you were actually sitting there and, and speaking to people that specialize, like, some of their coaches just on the grip strength, I think uh, there would be a lot of value in that for, yeah. for the races also. But I see most of the time you're you're working on a lot of different stuff. Like you have one, one person's like running the sprints and the other person is doing like the freaking muscle ups. And you do some crazy shit. You like do the muscle up and grab the other bar and then come down and like have a party. Everybody <laughs> else is just pissed off. <laughs> what do you do differently in those classes versus the boxing classes and the other regular bad classes that you teach? I mean there's there's obviously a little variation, but do you have a, a different goal once versus the other like – you know, on the endurance races, do you focus mostly on just overall health, and then on the classes with the boxing and everything? Are you focusing more on self defense for the women, or what's your kind of thinking process between the classes?
1: Yeah, so the boxing
0: classes, um, we
1: we do it differently because uh, we have three minute three minute rounds, um, so it's 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 catered to to boxing to help you to to spar um, for those three minutes, or or if you want to fight competitively, like mm-hmm. you you'll be able to your body will be able to go through it and then we focus on boxing techniques you know like the jab the cross etc and the movements to help you to strengthen your your boxing skills to gain speed to gain gain power to correct your technique Um, so different drills like that footwork drills
0: yeah man there's definitely a lot of value to both they're they're so different I see a little bit of synergy between like one workout to the other because you're just a lot of it is general endurance that you're trying to create. So I, I see a lot of the guys that do that class with you, and then they'll go to boxing with you also. So it's almost like they're doubling down. I don't know how much boxing is going to benefit them for the overall race, but for endurance, it's got to be good. Yeah, for endurance, hands down. It's, um, boxing is one of the – you're
1: basically a runner. If, you, if, you're, if you're boxing, you, you, need to be a, you need to
0: at least run close to a half marathon, be able to do that to, to, to be good in boxing. Yeah, man, it's crazy when I see some people, like, I have guys that come in that are super fit and will take Muay Thai for the first time, even guys that take Jiu-Jitsu. And, you know, their cardio is, like, so specific because they've been doing one thing for so long, and then you hit them, have them hit pads, and they're completely gassed out. So I feel like maybe shocking the body is a good thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. So the next race is is, is coming up pretty soon, no? Yeah, so we have, uh, we're have we going to do the
1: terrain race uh, May 6th. Uh, we have a big group coming out for that, and... What, we, what we've been doing, the goal really is to, uh, we're building community with these races. Everyone comes back and loves these classes because we do a lot of partner drills. It, it feels like a team, feel, you know, we're building a family. So our goal is just to build a, a solid tribe of inspiring friends who challenge each other to be the best version of themselves and just continue to level up. So that, yes. that's, that's our mission, and we've been accomplishing that through, through our OCT classes, which is our obstacle course training classes.
0: Yeah, now level up is technically two parts, right? I mean, there's three, three members for now, with four and fifth coming on board. I know you were talking about that. And you have, obviously, the fitness side of it. You have a massage therapy side for recovery, which is coming online. correct? And the other side is the nutrition side. So nutritionally, what do you want to be doing for these races I've seen a lot of people, I haven't done one of the races, but I have a a bunch of friends who have done them, and they all have kind of a different philosophy. Like some of them like to load up on carbs to make sure they have energy the night before. Some of them think like, yo, I need to get a good breakfast in me because it's going to be such a long duration and I need the energy. And other people really kind of scale down what they're putting in their body because they want to be almost lighter and not have like too much weight on them from food that's going to give them a harder time running. So what, what do you think as someone who's done so many of them what do you think is kind of like the optimal nutrition plan you want to have
1: so the best type of nutrition plan would to if you're let's say if you're someone who is carrying a little extra weight so you, you definitely want to make sure that you're you're light especially if you're if you're doing a like a marathon or a half marathon these type of races are going to require a lot of endurance just doing endurance you're going to you're going to burn a lot of calories right and and your your body needs to be as light and, and lean as possible for you to really get through these races. So just creating a plan that everyone's going to be a little bit different. And so if you're someone who is who's not overweight, but just maybe not really lean, then just creating a plan that you can lean down and having food that's going to turn into energy and, and good energy is going to really help you out. You can definitely carb up the night before, and that's going to really help you to turn, that, uh, turn the carbs into energy uh, for your races. And one of the mistakes uh, some people make is they eat three hours before a race is is doable to eat. Um, and you want to have something light like the morning of. Right. So if you have a race, let's say uh, at 10 o'clock, you could have something in your body at seven. So you, your body needs at least three hours to really digest that food or you're going to feel it throughout the race. And you should have something
0: light, some carbs
1: um, to really help you get going.
0: So what, what is like your ideal breakfast when you're getting ready for the races? I have a a cup of oats. I'll have a little
1: bit of egg whites, just really help me get going. I don't like to race on an empty stomach, so I'll just make sure I wake up earlier and have something in my stomach.
0: All right. So you want to have like a little bit of protein, a little bit of carbs, to so just make sure you got enough energy. That's that, that seems pretty logical, actually. How do people want to kind of rearrange their nutrition plan or their diet a couple of weeks leading up to the race? Would you? Do they want to? I mean, you guys do the nutrition plan. So, what do you guys normally recommend for these people coming in? There's no point in me trying to guess. We normally recommend something to, to have your to help your body to, to lean down
1: for your help your body to burn off as much energy or have as much energy as you can coming up towards towards the race. So, you want to have a, you want to make sure that you're you're having foods that that are going to help you to to be lean essentially. So, for for example, you want to have like uh, salmon, you want to have like quinoa, you want to make sure that, you know, you're having enough vegetables, different foods like that to to really help you out. And how long
0: does it actually take to prepare for the races and themselves? If you're going to be going to run this Tough Mudder that you have on May 6th, is it a four-week plan a six-week plan a two-month plan like how how long is a, a proper amount of time to actually make sure that you can properly prepare for something like that if you're just an average Joe that doesn't do any of these races doesn't really do long distance if you're preparing for let's say a marathon
1: that'll be about 16 weeks if you are preparing for maybe half marathon or just like a like a 5k and you're just the average joe then about 12 weeks training will be enough time to, to really get you there
0: I mean, you're talking about, you know, anywhere from three to four to five months, depending on how long the race is. And, and I can't imagine, I, there's nothing that I've ever done that you can properly prepare for in less time, really, if you want to be efficient, right? If you look at, like, fight camps, they're usually two months. And that's usually for guys that are already, like, super efficient and professional fighters. So if you're an average, Joe, you, you know, if you're an average guy that walks in and you tell me that you want to fight, I tell you a minimum of six months. So when you're preparing someone for the race... And you're saying that you know you're pretty much twelve weeks out. Do you do a fitness plan for those twelve weeks, or a, a nutrition plan for those twelve weeks outright? with a company, like between you, Shad, and your wife, and everybody? They do they do the like, the nutrition plan is f- specifically built for the race in a lot of cases, right? So do you guys do it for the exact duration of the training period? Yeah. So um, most of our most of our plans, the standards are eight weeks. So
1: you we want we want to at least at the very least have eight weeks to to help you see results because a lot of times we we get impatient, right? We'll we'll say, I wanna see if results in a few weeks or to a month. And you're you're not gonna get to where you want to be and, and build the right habits in that short amount of time. So if, if you if, and you do anything for eight weeks, your your body, your mind, you're gonna be able to build the habits that you need to, to get the results that you want. It's the same thing for the races. And if if you're if you're preparing for a certain race and you have the deadline then we'll, we'll extend it to 10 weeks, 16 weeks, whatever whatever it is to help you to get to your goal.
0: Yeah, and there's actually a lot of science on it from what I, what I saw because you guys do like a body composition, fat composition, like percentage of fat ratio, and you monitor it through the whole period. For someone that's, let's say, 30 pounds overweight and getting ready for a race like that, how would you structure their nutrition plan differently from someone who's pretty fit as it is, right? They don't really need to lose weight. But they need to have good energy and nutrition to make sure that, the, you know, they're prepared for the race. Do you rearrange anything in the nutrition plan for particular people? Yeah, so it's, everyone's different. There's no one-size-fit-all
1: nutrition plan. It will vary on the person. So if someone is trying to, to lose weight, then what we'll do is we'll make sure that they're, they're having enough calories so they could they, they could exercise and, you know, not feel like they're going to about to die and, you know, just hate their... Their life because they're having such little food, but we'll have we'll we'll minimize the calories enough where they'll lose about one pound to two pounds a week. Anything more than two pounds, I always tell my clients, don't aim for anything more, uh, more than two pounds a week because you're not going to stick with it. It's it's not something that you could do for a month or two and be happy about it, right? So doing about two pounds under a week is is enough to really help you to uh, get you to your goals and build the habits and without it feeling like you're on a diet. So it's all about lifestyle. It's all about building the correct habits.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you mention that because I know, I know there's like so many people that get into like the Atkins diets and the freaking ketogenic diets and everything or the system. You know, there's all these like different systems and you see, see guys come in or I see guys come in and they're like, oh man, I just, you know, I was doing like uh, Insanity and, and, you know, the system for freaking... A month and I lost like 22 pounds right and then as soon as that 22 pounds is off they go right back to their normal eating habits and that 22 pounds comes right back right back yeah so it's yeah it's interesting that you mentioned that you got to have you got to maintain those habits I, I do the same thing too I'm usually pretty much right on board with you if I if I spend about a month consistently then it's much easier to have good habits like once that month is in and I've done everything properly it's almost like those bad habits have just disappeared. I, I don't even want to, you know, do it. Like, if, I, if I'm training really well for a, for a solid month, I don't even think about, like, having something bad. You know, even if I'm at a restaurant and I have, like, a good healthy meal, I'm not like, you know what, I've earned some cheesecake or anything like that. But if I don't have, like, a solid month or, or a solid duration of time of following the nutrition plan, then I'm totally screwed. That's 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 what we build our,
1: our nutrition and our, our really pretty much everything we do. It's just about creating the the proper habits, right? So um, we don't we don't say we're gonna give you a diet. We're gonna give you a diet plan. No, it's a, we're gonna give you a, a nutrition plan. We're going to help you to create a better lifestyle for yourself. So it's not something you just do for a month, eight weeks, uh, sixteen weeks, and then you go back to eating chips and you know, burritos every day, you know, right? So, so it's, it's, it's all about building those proper uh, habits because willpower takes a lot of energy, right? But if you have a habit, it takes, it takes no energy to, to perform your day-to-day tasks, right? It's for brushing your teeth, right? If you you've create habits brushing your teeth, you know, you're not really thinking about, oh man, I got to brush my teeth today, right? It's just something automatically you, you do,
0: that makes sense. No, absolutely, man, absolutely. I, I totally agree, and I think I think you hit the nail right on the head. I think the best description, like the best words that you used throughout that entire time, was building the lifestyle because that's essentially what you're doing. It's a lifestyle plan. It's not a nutrition plan or a diet plan. It's a lifestyle plan because it's it comes in all phases. You got to do the nutrition. You got to do the the cardio. You got to do the discipline. You know, you got to do the the training together with the nutrition and stay disciplined. Unless you have all the pieces of the puzzle, you're not going to have the success you need. So I'm, that's the perfect way you would describe it as a lifestyle plan. You got to go step by
1: step. So for me, my nutrition just wasn't, I just didn't make a plan and then and bang, my, I have, I, I eat so well. It didn't happen overnight. It, it took me years to, to build these different habits. Now, I, I don't use willpower to, to get through my day. It's just all just habits, right? For, so, for example, I used to drink uh, a lot of juice, um, a lot of ice, those IT powders, Kool-Aid, orange juice, cranberry, all, all, all types of juices. I was never big on soda, fortunately, but uh, I used to love juice. And juice is almost as bad as soda. It's a lot of calories, a lot of sugar. I, I started just introducing more water into my system. I would have about, I was focused on just one cup a day. Right. And then from there, I built up a little bit more now i focus on two and then three. And then after a while, like I don't drink juice at all. Only time I would have it is if, if I would have a drink and uh, I'll have uh, some cranberry in it or something like that occasionally. It, it actually trans My next step was transitioning to drinking. Drinking is something that's fine in moderation. But for me, I just stopped drinking completely about almost a year and a half ago, two years ago. I just found myself just, it, it was a lot more, a lot deeper on the reasons why I, I stopped drinking. I'll, I'll go into a little bit uh, for me because my, my father was, uh he, he was an alcoholic and um, still drinks a lot. You know, I love him to death. He has a problem with that area. And um and I found myself just drinking like almost every weekend. And when I do drink, I don't drink every day or I, I didn't feel like I had a problem. But when I do drink, I drink a lot, right? I, had, I, I would have a lot. I would overconsume.
0: I Although, just you were you were overserved. We're gonna blame everybody else. <laughs> you, know? you didn't drink too much. They just served you too much. I told the bartender one, you know, they gave me more. <laughs> it's not your fault. You're a cool guy, you know. People wanna give you free shit.
1: <laughs> I just told myself one day that I just made a pros and cons list on on Malcolm, uh, w- why are you drinking? What what's the what's the pros behind it? And I was like, oh, pros are it's social, you know, you're out with your friends. The other pro is you know you're out and you know it just makes you feel a little more confident. It just makes you feel a little bit loose, right? And then I had a cons list on you know you spend money, extra money you don't need to spend. It's it costs a lot more when you go out and spend uh, for drinks too. The the other con is you know you can get drunk and you know make bad decisions. It's it's not the it's not good for your body. You know too much alcohol. It it messes it messes up your nutrition absorption that you can get to, to your body, so it just takes away the efficiency of the food. So I just, just made this whole list, and I was just like, wow, you know, the cons outweigh the pros. And I was just like, Malcolm, you know, you you're a cool guy. You know, you don't you don't need a, you know the a, a substance to make you feel good. And I was like, let me put this to the test. And I I went I went out and just you know had fun. I made sure I danced. I made sure that I was the same loose guy when I drunk. And um, that's after a while, this after a month or two, I just I just stopped thinking about it. I didn't think about drinking, and you know, I have literally just like not not even an itch for it to drink. Even if I'm around my friends and you know they're drinking and they're having fun, I'm just I'm just still having fun with them, you know, without drinking. I'm like I'll oh, pass, right? And it just it's just a habit now. Like I, I I already told myself I was gonna do it. I'll do it for a little bit. I'll just do it for a few months and see how it is.
0: But now it's just like I don't even want to drink anymore at all. So it's yeah, it just goes right back to to that to what we were talking about about building good habits. I've pretty much stopped drinking, too. I mean, I'm not, like, cold turkey not having any booze. Like, if I go out to dinner, I'll have a glass of wine or two glasses of wine. If I'm out with a friend, like, I'll still have a cocktail. I'm not completely off the booze. But the amount of drinking I do now versus if I go back, like, a year and a half. Because I used to have to go out with clients. I'd be out, like, you know, two, three times a week. Uh, with clients, they would want to have drinks, and then I would go out on the weekends by myself. Well, not not always by myself. You know, I'm not a complete loser, but I would go out like not work related and have a couple drinks with friends and stuff. And I kind of saw the same thing, man. I was just like, "There's no benefit." I'm actually curious. While you were talking about the the cons and the pros, because I did the same thing, and I couldn't come up with any pros <laughs> outside of the the confidence issue. And the dancing issue. Those are the only two things it helps me with. Mm-hmm. And the dancing came from the confidence, which was number one. You know? Yeah. Cause right now, if you send me if you send me to the bar right now, man, and you sit me down and I'm like kinda hanging out and there's like girls, cute girls or something, I'm not talking to fucking anybody, right? It's just <laughs> not happening. I'm just like Mr. Dude in the back, like, you know, maybe they'll come talk to me. I don't know. Right. After a couple drinks, I'm like, ladies, what's up? Have you met my man, Steve? You know, I'm like, like Mr. fucking Mr. Everywhere. (laughs) So that was probably the only good thing. But I can't tell you how much better I feel now that I'm not drinking. I don't have to deal with like the hangovers the next day. Because when and and for people listening, if you're not in your 30s, you're going to find out pretty quick when you get in your 30s that the hangover becomes like a two day process. It's, It's like, you know, you go out Friday night, Saturday night, you're pretty much shot. Saturday all day and night and you're like kind of shot and then you make the decision of well do I push through it and go have more booze and just get it out of me or do I just rest and then if you do go drinking the next day shot if you don't go drinking the next day still shot because you got to like recover and get all the hydration back in your body and while you were saying it I was actually curious I was thinking about it. I was like man I wonder how much fucking because alcohol has so much sugar in it I wonder how much like diabetes is actually directly correlated with freaking drinking because so many people consume so much alcohol and there's so much sugar in it and the diabetes rate has gotten so high and you go to like college campuses dude i've seen guys like take like a 30 rack down a night when i was in college i'm like that can't be good you know Mm -hmm. but back then when i was in college i was like that dude's a fucking monster i want to be that guy (laughs) hand me a beer you know (laughs) and now i'm just like oh my god that guy's a fucking moron (laughs) So, no, I totally agree with you, man. I totally agree with you. I, I, you know, and, and going back when you were talking about how your dad is an alcoholic, I mean, I, I, mine is fucking definitely up there, too. But I don't know if you can necessarily... The standards with what you consider today is alcoholism, right? Like, pretty much everybody would be an alcoholic. You ever gone to the doctor and they're like, well, we're going to do a check to see if you're, you, you know, maybe you're an alcoholic. I'm like a fucking alcoholic. They're like, do you drink more than once a week and i was like yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> and they were like well then you're an alcoholic <laughs> and i was like come on i go out two nights a week i go out thursday night and i go out friday night and i have a couple of drinks with friends all of a sudden i'm an alcoholic who who in the country doesn't go out at least one night a week and have a drink <laughs> you know and then i look at like my parents and stuff my mom man she's she's so funny because my mom like she's like nah i don't really drink and stuff and like every night to help her go to bed you see her with like a, a cup of something I got a bottle of uh, Ron Zacapa, which is a rum I really like, right? It's, it's just, it's like sweet, it's flavorful, it's almost like having an old fashioned, but it's like pre-made, right? <clears throat> so I brought this fucking bottle and I brought it home and my mom, at one point, she was like, she's like, what do you got over there? And I'm like, oh, it's just some rum. She's like, can I try some? I literally just opened the bottle. <laughs> and the funny thing is I opened the bottle because I was making pancakes and I just throw a little bit in the pancakes because mm-hmm. there's a secret weapon right there, <laughs> Right so she's freaking she's like oh man this is good stuff bro literally i shit you not two days later so this is like on saturday monday i come back right and my dad was just like oh you know i think it was his birthday or something so we were celebrating so he's like let's have a drink and at that point you know i was still drinking so i was like okay no worries so i go into freaking i was like i'm gonna have some fucking rum bro the bottle was kicked (laughs) Kicked. my dukes just put a dent in it and the funny thing is she tried to excuse it too that's where i realized i got my lying from because i was like mom I was like, "Did you crush that bottle of rum?" She was like, "What do you mean? It was always it was almost empty when 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 you gave me some." I was like, "Empty." <laughs> I was like, "I opened it in front of you," you know. So I think I think in general, I the you know if you look at that time period, everybody had a much different conception of of alcohol, and then in smoking too. I mean, no one like it wasn't until like the eighties where everybody started to figure out the whole smoking situation. And if you think about it. It wasn't until, like, what, 2004, 2005 that it actually got banned from indoors. Mm-hmm. It seems like a long time now, but if you put it in perspective, we didn't know shit about nutrition, about overall health in general until recently where they're actually starting to uh, to study it. Because when you were saying about juice and soda, sure, it's, it's just as bad. If you look at the actual content in it, one of the things I was trying to do during a portion of, like, when I was trying to get much healthier in the nutrition side And I say a portion, I mean, I'm always trying to, but I realized it wasn't necessarily the best option. So my thinking process at the time was like, oh, you know what? I'll just do a fucking fresh juice. No problem. So I had like a juicer and everything. And then by the time I made juice, like after a couple of weeks, I mean, I was feeling better because it was natural and not like anything crazy going to my body. But after a couple of weeks, I was like, damn, I was like, if you think about it, I I just put like three oranges, two apples, two pears, and three carrots in there to get like a cup of juice. Like who the fuck would eat all that? You know, it's like you put all that into a juice and you get it into a glass, but you're essentially consuming. Like when would you consume three oranges, four apples and freaking two pears and, and two carrots? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I started doing more vegetable base, but I was like, that's probably not the best idea either. And it's expensive to juice. Do you juicing? Do you recommend it for nutrition or anything like that?
1: I, it's not something I would recommend because it's expensive. It's not really necessary. Um, I would recommend for a cleanse, like a juicing cleanse, not something to do like every day, but like or a four or
0: five day cycle, like the ones I have. Yeah, like
1: three, yeah, like three days, maybe, like maybe like once or twice a year. It goes back to the habits. You're not, you're not gonna. It's not something sustainable. So if you if you do it for like eight weeks to
0: whatever amount of time, you, you're not building the correct habits. Yeah, it's just as easy to build bad habits. It's it's probably easier. No, not probably. It's definitely easier to build bad habits and to create good ones. Oh, definitely. That's what. Do, what is your opinion? You know, as someone who does all the nutrition stuff and you guys are partnered with a company that does all the supplements and everything, what's your opinion on, like, protein powders and all that stuff? Because I've, I've kind of steered away from it. I mean, I used to just feel like I would just get bloated from it and I wouldn't see, like, any amazing effect, like, you know, maybe felt stronger. But then at the same time, when you look at, like, what's on the back of it.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, it's, it's just like everything else. There's, there's good and then there's bad right? So there's, there's thousands of different like supplements and products out there on the market today. And you just need to know how to filter through those, right? And if there are definitely good ones. And then on top of that, some people will try to recommend you maybe the salesperson at GMC or whatever, whatever it is, right? They'll try to recommend you um, every product under the sun, right? So everybody's needs is different. So if, if I'm someone who's trying to lean, then maybe a, a, fa- a, like a fat burner would, would fare well for me if, 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 and I'm doing it for performance, right? Um, but if I'm someone trying to lose weight, a fat burner is not something that I would recommend. You just need to change your... You need to just naturally eat. burn fat. How about that? You know? <laughs> yeah, like you, you need to lose some weight, you know? If you, so if you're someone who, um, whose, whose body weight is over 25%, you, know, you don't need a fat burner. You, know, you, need to, you need to work on your nutrition. Right? You need to exercise more. If you're someone who who's not an athlete, probably you don't need some of these pre workouts or performance um, type of supplements, right? To keep your body going, it's not necessary. For most people, what what they need is just a, some good uh, like a good multivitamin. You don't need vitamin C, vitamin B, vitamin B twelve, all these different vitamins. Just a good multivitamin. It'll take care. Of, it'll take care of all the different variety of vitamins there is, and a good one won't flush out your system. So a lot of a lot of the problem with some of these vitamins is that you'll take it and you'll just pee right out. Yeah. Right. So you just need a good one. And then you just need a good protein for nourishment. Protein shake is the best to take after a workout because it's just easier to digest and get into your system. So it's better than having a whole meal.
0: Yeah, it's funny you said that because my, my colleague that I work with is, is so funny because like a couple months ago, he decided that he wanted to get into fitness, like start working out more. Right. And he was doing like five mile runs and he would do a lot of swimming and stuff. And I deal with a lot of nutrition, and, you know, but between a lot of the fighters and the different stuff. I mean, I wouldn't probably be the poster boy for nutrition, but I could I, I have a base on it. And he was we were having a discussion and I was kind of telling him, I was like, man, listen, you know, you want to kind of limit yourself and start to develop strength. Right. Don't go too crazy at the beginning. you got to build. It's kind of a process. And. He would come in, and he would do primarily swimming and walking, right, and maybe some elliptical stuff. So a lot of it was based on, like, cardio, hmm. right? It was endurance training, essentially, but there wasn't a lot of, like, muscle building. And he would come in, and he would he refused to listen, too, but he would have, like, you know, a protein shake in the morning before he without going to the gym, and then he would have a protein shake, like, a little bit before lunch and then at the end of the day he would go work out and have like another protein shake for dinner. I was like, "Bro, you can't just crush protein shakes if you're one, your workout is not designed to require that much protein as a whole. And two, there's a lot of other stuff in there that you're putting into your body unnecessarily. And a lot of that stuff is based on you kind of flushing it out of your system like working out hard, right? So if you're not there lifting or doing something that requires a lot of muscle building, there's no reason to to have like three protein shakes a day, you know, as a meal replacement. And then he was taking a lot of the uh, the amino acids and glucosamine and everything else for, for like building his body back up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, well, how much are you? Ta- how, how often are you taking that? Like all that stuff between the protein shakes and everything, you should probably be doing it post workout, right? Like when your body needs to recover. And of course, he's taking all the amino acids and everything in the morning when he's not doing any exercise, and then he's taking them again before he exercises, and then after he exercises. I was like, bro. I mean, so I guess the moral of the story is, if you're gonna be taking certain products, at least be educated in the the volumes that you should be consuming based on the actual working out you're doing. Yeah. So it's 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 yeah. It's all about knowing what you're taking. You need
1: to know uh, if that product's right for you at that time. Then you need to know how much you should be taking, and then the timing of it, When when's the best time to take it. There are proteins out there that you can take like two, three times a day, which are meal replacement style proteins. And then there's some proteins that have like more creatine in it and uh, different things like that where you, you can't, you should just take them once after your workout and only when you work out. So it, it really just depends on like what you're taking. So there's so many different types out there.
0: No, for sure, man, for sure. I mean, I've, I've pretty much cut that stuff out completely.
1: To answer the question, supplements, there's, there's nothing wrong with supplements. Supplements, they can be good, but it depends on on like where you're at when in, within your fitness level and your nutrition level, and it depends on your time. So uh, supplements are also good because of uh, convenience. Uh, so convenience and performance, those, those are the best reasons, the most popular reasons why people should take supplements.
0: Yeah, and when you guys do the nutrition plans, you actually set up a supplement plan too, right? A supplement program with Celsius or was it was the company?
1: Um, it's uh, we, we we use your health products. Mm. So um, th- those are the I've been taking those products for over five years, um, and those products really worked really well for me. What's it called again? Uh, your health. Your health. Okay.
0: Yeah, man. I'll I'll, ch- I'll check them out. I really haven't been taking much stuff. I try to keep it all natural, and it's actually interesting because you mentioned earlier too that. I'm curious on your opinion on this. As someone who does all the nutrition stuff and, and now is, like, even more into it and doing a lot more races and everything, I mean, you, you recently told me that you've actually gone vegetarian.
1: Yes, yes, I did. So I, I've i been vegetarian, what's it, we're in uh, March right now. I I started, like, in December. It wasn't wasn't that long, but it's already, it's been past... Eight weeks, so the habit's are already in there, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so for me, um, I I love it. It's a uh, it's um it's something that I'm not sweating when I'm looking at meat like oh my god I gotta have it right now, and I don't really miss it per se. But other than that, it's a uh, it's easy. So we, we do a lot of our cooking from home. We know how to eat when we go out. We'll we'll order the the the, the right things to to help us. You don't need to go vegetarian, but what, what we need to do as as Americans, as a society, is we have way too much meat in our diet. So we just oh, we overconsume meat. So what I recommend everyone to do is just lower your consumption of meat and just, just have it less throughout the day and just have, have more fruits, have more vegetables in, into your diet. But if, if something if vegetarian is something you choose to do for moral reasons or, or whatever it may be, just just look into it. It's not right for everyone. So I'm not here to pass judgment on anybody. If so, people ask me, hey, should I become? I was like, it's, it's up to you. I just recommend cutting down the meat. So if you want to become vegan, vegetarian, um, all power to you. But just everyone just try to lower your meat consumption because it's, um, too much meat is uh, it's not good for you.
0: And um, there's some studies that... Cholesterol, it builds, it, it kind of fucking clogs your arteries. And, you know, you're 100% right, man. If you look at the human body and the way it's designed for eternity pretty much as long as we've been on right we've always kind of been hunter gatherers so we would gather different types of grains and different types of veggies and fruits and whatever we had but we would hunt for the meat and it wasn't guaranteed that you were always successful bringing meat home Mm
1: -hmm. so if
0: you go back to like native americans and and different sorts of tribes in different regions there wasn't always the certainty that you're going to have meat for dinner Right. It was something that like, you know, the hunters would go out and they would they would have some sort of success rate and you would have meat maybe once, maybe twice a week. But now it's like completely changed because you can literally have you can have meat for every meal if you want to. And a lot of people do. They'll have like, you know, eggs and bacon for breakfast. And then it's like a burger for lunch and a steak for dinner. I see a lot of people that do that. And I'm like, man, that cannot that cannot be good. Um, So I don't think the human body is designed to have that much red meat. Chicken, probably, you know, we I'm, I'm sure we've cultivated that longer. And, and fishing was something that was more kind of accessible to the people that lived by the water. So I think we probably have a higher tolerance or the ability to have fish on a more regular basis because we've had it more frequently. It wasn't one of those things where you can only get meat or fish once a week mm-hmm. like you did with meat. So I find it interesting to see how much of the landscape in terms of nutrition that people have right now is actually related to all these health risks that we see that have just become like an ongoing problem I mean, cancer heart disease you know all those things have got to be kind of a byproduct of what we put in our body on today's society yeah yeah and what I was in, what I was finished saying there's some studies that
1: show that too much meat you know causes causes cancer it's, it's crazy how much how many different types of cancers that that are out today but um these these, these type of decisions that we make in our diet it plays on these like uh, cancer uh, diabetes hypertension uh, high cholesterol uh, heart disease all the, all these things it, it's a big part of just how you're eating so it's definitely important to 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 make sure you know you you watch what you eat I recommend everyone to to find a coach find a get to get a nutrition plan at least once to to get some guidance and, and just and be educated on on what's going to work for you because what works for someone is not per se may work for you. Everyone's different.
0: How, how do you feel personally like your body in terms of strength, endurance and everything since you've gone vegetarian? Do you see any any sort of cons from it? Do you have less energy in any way? Do you see less muscle development or muscle structural development as a result of it? Or is just everything better?
1: I feel everything is better. My energy is a, a lot better. I feel leaner. Um, I, I feel good. I feel, I, I just, if it just feels much more clean feeling when you're eating just healthier foods, clean foods. So it, I feel great to answer
0: your question. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's just like anything else. You know, if you have a car, you know, if you have a car that requires like 93, right and you're putting in 86 it's not going to be you know optimal so it's like the, the, the better the fuel is that you're putting in anything the more efficient the machine is going to run and essentially we are just a machine i mean it's a body but it's made it's composed of so many different components that need to run efficiently and all of those need different nutrients to do so so yeah I, I totally agree
1: yeah so you know if you exactly so your, your your example is it's right on point if you have an expensive car. You know, you, you won't you would not put cheap gas in it. You know, so you wanna you wanna it's the same thing with your body. You wanna make sure that you know you're taking care of your body. Your body getting the the healthy the the lean foods. And if, if you're gonna eat meat, then have lean meat. Stay away from uh, like pork that doesn't digest well into your body. There's there's been a lot of different studies for for beef. Um, too much consumption of beef is not good for us. And there's like different kind of Uh, diseases that go out like mad cow disease and different things like that and the way they're 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 feeding the cows so you know they they feed them corn when uh, cows are supposed to be fed uh, grass there's there's a lot of different factors that play into into the beef and into that that whole chain so just staying away from just different meats like that is 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 going to uh, really just help you out just have less have less of it you know i I saw this video on youtube uh maybe a few days ago where they had like a, a meat salad <laughs> where yeah. so it was like 20,000 calories in the salad like where they they cut up uh they cut up pork, they cut up beef, they had a uh, they they had every kind of bacon. They had every kind of meat you can think of, and it kind of made it look like a kind of a nasty looking salad. <laughs> but that's what people are doing now. They just have way too much meat. There's there's this place that when I went to Vegas, they, they
0: it's called the Heart Attack. Mm-hmm. So, and they encourage just people to be overweight. I think, I think there's been like six heart attacks while eating the Heart Attack Burger there. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. I've seen those. And I'm like, why would you even get something that says heart attack on (laughs) it?
1: I never even stepped foot in that place. It's crazy. And on the sign, it was just like uh, 600 pounds and overeat free. So it was was just nuts. Yeah, man.
0: And then then the portions are just outrageous too. Like I've never gone – the U.S. is probably the only country I've been to where if you like order something that's a protein-based, whether it be – except for fish, with the exception of fish. But if you order like chicken – or meat at a restaurant, right? Like here you go in and order a steak and it's like, you want the 12 ounce, the 16 ounce, the 22 ounce? It's like everything is just massive. Every, anywhere else I've gone in the world and I order a steak, which, or any sort of meat-based product, right? They usually the, the, the actual size is so much smaller. It's like, a, it's like the size of a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like designed to like satisfy you and it's technically what you ordered, but it's not like you're going to freaking like not be able to move. I've gone to some steakhouses, and they bring you a steak, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll just I'll take the ribeye. I just like ribeye sometimes. And if you're at a good restaurant, I figure they're going to know how to cook it even better. So I'm like, all right, let me get the ribeye. And then I look down, and I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? It's like four pounds, you know? <laughs> and it's still got the fat and everything. I've, I've never seen that. That's only really here that I see everything is just in massive portions. You know, anywhere else I go, it's typically like you order two or three little. It's like tapas, you know? You order a couple of different dishes, and they're small enough that... You know you'll probably be satisfied, but bro, I'm telling you, I, I told you I'm going to San Antonio at the end of the week, right? I got to go down there for business. When you, have you been to fucking Texas? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> When's the last time you ordered anything in Texas and it wasn't fucking massive? Yeah, and then that, people are like, oh, I wonder why there's an obesity problem." Yeah, that's their saying, right? Texas, do we do everything big? Something, something like that, right? And you're the goddamn right they do, <laughs> man. And I went in. I went to this place. We had an office at the old company I worked with that was in Houston. And, bro, we went in for a freaking lunch, Houston, for lunch, right? Mm -hmm. It was, like, one of the first times I'd been down there, too, because I I hadn't really gone that much for work before. And I had a friend that was living down there, so I decided to work for a whole week, you know, out of that office, and I just stayed at my buddy's house. Bro, we went out to lunch the first day, and I sit down, and I order something. I was like, you know what? I'm in Texas. I'm going to get something authentic. So I got, like, a steak and rice or something, right? Bro... I can't imagine how the quality must have been because I paid like 795, right, which is not a large sum of money. Yeah. But I can't even get lunch here for 7. I can't get lunch at the deli here for 795, right? And down there I get a 795. Bro, it was like a giant steak and this massive amount of rice. Like I was like one how cheap is this for it to be profitable for you guys to be making money on this dish yeah and then the second thing i was like well what the hell do i do now i had this thing for i i had it for dinner right out of necessity because i was busy i didn't have anything else and i brought that back to the office i had it for dinner too and then i still had some if i wanted for breakfast i just threw it out mm-hmm. that's a portion yeah how much portioning do you do with uh, i mean you probably have to worry less about it doing the vegetarian aspect right
1: I built the habit, so I I don't really I don't need to scale my food or 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 um, weight or anything like that. But you you definitely as vegetarians you definitely need to make sure, or vegans you definitely need to make sure that you're having the right amount of proteins. So there's you know some people they ask me all the time is like. Why'd you become vegetarian? Like, uh, don't you need protein? I was like, Yeah, you need protein. We we get protein. So you can get protein from quinoa, from different from from different uh, from different vegetables. To have protein beans. beans uh, there's there's so many different protein sources uh, out there for for us. And so one of the problems is is. A lot of it is incomplete proteins. So you need to make sure that you have to make sure that you're having a complete protein by mixing two incomplete proteins to get it to complete protein. So if you have like quinoa and um, beans, for example, then you can have like a complete protein, different things like that. To get that, so just making sure you have that, and so am having the, the the correct portions. So it's the same thing with um with vegetarians. Uh, you need the portion out, and calories are calories. Um, but for from for food fruit, for fruits, vegetables, uh, grains, they have typically less calories than um than meat. So you can have a little bit more of that. Um, but at the same time, kind of grains are pretty filling. Uh, vegetables and fruits not as much. Uh, but it's the same. You just need to make sure, you know, you portion. For me, I'm someone who I run a lot and I work out a lot. So I try to make sure I maintain weight. Uh, right now, I'm just looking to maintain because I'm training for a marathon in October. And then after that, I'm going to be looking to gain probably like another 10 pounds. So I'm just I'm just hoping that I can keep on the weight from all this training I'm doing to eat a lot. But I want to make sure that, I always make sure I to eat clean food and I'm just not like scuffing down um, just like crap food just to maintain the calories. Because it's all about, that quality so back to the car example right you wouldn't put cheap gas in an expensive car and I value my body and I view it as a expensive vehicle and that's
0: how we should all view it I kind of think that that's a good analogy that we're using but at the same time it's like who gives a shit about an expensive car at the end of the day because you know that can come and go it can get crashed it's so much more important to focus on the body more so than anything right Mm -hmm. But that's also another weird thing, man. When you look at it, and I, I think we've actually even chatted about this before. It's just the weirdest thing that nutritionally, right? If I want to go and have like a, a good, healthy salad for lunch, it's going to run me like eleven bucks. But I can go get like two cheeseburgers at the dollar menu at Mickey D's. So it's kind of like set up. It's like rigged. So you have to have, uh, you know, bad food essentially if you're if you're not like you know well off financially because everybody's got bills if you take that mathematically and you do two cheeseburgers a day for lunch instead of a salad a day, right? So you're saving probably like 10 bucks over five days. You just save 50 bones eating garbage right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's all about a mentality.
1: So you, you, you're going to pay like everyone, you got to pay a price, right? So it's either you paid a price of sacrifice to get success or, you know, you paid the price of a, of a failure later on. So if, I, for me, I would rather pay a little little extra now, than pay hundreds to thousands of dollars later in um in medical bills and um uh, uh, you know trips on to the ambulance you know just being in the ambulance it's already like five hundred dollars just right off the back as soon as you get in, um so it's it's super expensive.
0: Yeah, man, I I do not want to deal with freaking hospital bills. That's for sure. I don't know how people do it, man. I remember when I broke my nose, it was like fourteen grand. 14 grand to fix my nose. And then what I do, I waited in the freaking emergency room for four hours. Empty room. There was no one else. I was the only person in the emergency room. I waited four fucking hours, right? There's other times where I've gone and it's actually been an emergency. And the room is filled with other people with emergencies and you get out faster. <laughs> and I sat there for four hours and they put me, they're they like, oh, it's your turn, sir. They bring me in. They put me through some like MRI to make sure that I didn't have internal bleeding in the, in the blood in, in my brain. So I was there waiting for four hours and they brought me in. I saw a nurse for 15 minutes. They ran the scans. They sent me on my way fourteen grand. Yeah. And then they sent me to a specialist who I had to pay more money to to fix it. Yeah, wow. yeah, and, and
1: that's that's the reality of uh of a lot of Americans today. And they're they're just paying out the out the out the ass for for medical bills, for for um for for medicine. Like my grandfather, he's you know, he's someone who who didn't take care of himself uh, for a majority of his life. You know, I, I try to encourage him now to, you know, still. He's like 65. I'm like, you, you need to move more. You need to walk. So... Oh, this is times I'm like, just go, just go walk, and you know he'll he'll do it sometimes. But he, you know, he still still smokes, still drinks, still you know doesn't get much activity, and you know he's he's paying the price. So you know, so he he pays a lot of money for his medicines. He's always in and out the hospital, and you know it's it's unfortunate. You know, so I I just look at that as another reminder on why. I need to make sure that I'm I'm doing well by myself and um, feeding myself the right food and taking and exercising and taking care of my body, and just a reminder on, on why am I in this profession in the first place to help people to not see that future.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. I see that I see that with my folks too, man. It's like they're like, oh, my legs don't really work as well anymore. I was like, well, you sit on the couch most of the day watching TV. You know, it's like anything else. If you start walking a little bit start out real slow you're going to build muscle you'll build strength and then it's not going to seem like such a chore to get up off the couch if you're walking around and being more mobile but they, they don't want to listen man it's impossible to freaking to get through to older people and i'm curious are we going to be like that too because i don't know what it's like to be 65 man you don't know what it's like to be 65 you know what happens when you're at 65 you've probably seen so much even now i've seen so much shit and i'm only 31 can you imagine by the time you're 65 you're probably not gonna give a shit about anything because you're gonna be like, I've seen so much different stuff. Like the last thing I'm gonna worry about is this cheeseburger right now. If this cheeseburger is what does me in, fuck it. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, for me, it seems totally illogical, their thinking process, but I, I don't know. I'm not. I've never been that age.
1: Well, it, it. <laughs> It really just depends on the person and what's the mentality, right? Because there's there's some sixty five year old people I know who like run marathons. Yeah, yeah, they're you know they're super fit. You know, <laughs> I was at the, Mar- the New York City Marathon uh, last year, and you know I, I see this old guy pass me. I'm like, oh shit! I was <laughs> like, all right, keep moving, Malcolm. <laughs> so, but you
0: know, it's like there's people out there that they they. How funny is that? If He was just like, yeah, you should start eating meat again, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that old guy was eating a lot of meat. You know, that's why he
1: gave him superpowers.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Some people are just freaks genetically. Like, how's your family? Like, genetically, are they all like pretty fit and stuff? Because your your physique is like exactly what you want to be, right? I mean, you're good. You're good for all sorts of training, endurance, strength, conditioning, everything, right? You're not overweight by any means. You're definitely not a small guy. So, how is that? Like, the rest of your family? Are they all kind of built with the same frame? Um. I wouldn't say, there's some,
1: like my older brother, for example, he's someone who was like, just very in and out of a routine. Um, And, you know, he's, you know, he drinks a lot and, you know, doesn't, doesn't really work out. Sometimes he does, sometimes, most of the time, he he does more (laughs) sitting on the couch and not working out than, than working out, you know. Uh, But, you know, he still maintains some muscle mass, but genetics are it is not the end-all, be-all, and it does not save you. <laughs> so um, health-wise, um, you can still get get done in by, you know, any of these um, different chronic diseases I mentioned earlier, right? So just because you look good on the outside doesn't mean you're good on the inside, right? So to me, I'd rather look good on the outside and feel good on the inside too. You know, I need, I need both. I think you know a lot of times you know people they 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 I hear it all the time people say oh you know you can eat whatever you want or you know um, this person eats whatever he wants they don't they don't gain weight and I'm like all right well you know look at this person probably 10, 20 years from now you know you'll it, it'll catch up that's that's what I have to say about that
0: well since we're getting closer to the end here you know as someone who to works with so many people and like you know you you have a whole company that's designed for helping people achieve their goals, helping people have a healthier lifestyle, helping people get into shape. I mean, why, why do you do what you do? Like, what's, what's your motivation for helping all these people? Like, what's your philosophy? And why, what, like, drives you to get up in the morning and fucking do this and and help so many people? And, and, you know, because it's not, it's a very rewarding field, for sure, to be doing something that you're helping other people. And I envy that. I would like to, too. But A lot of people who don't work in the industry and don't really train with people don't understand how much of a hassle it is sometimes because you're constantly moving around. You have a bunch of really, really good clients, right, and a couple of really, really good students who learn and pick up really quickly. And then you have a lot of people that are constantly giving you excuses, constantly trying to make life harder. So that's usually the stuff that people don't see. So since you're dealing with everybody, I mean, what's what's your main motivation every day?
1: It's just a passion, it's a passion of mine. It's um, something that I personally do every day, and is, is, you know, make sure I eat right. You know, take care of my my body. Um, I work out. I explore different uh, movements, and I, I just challenge myself to level up. That that's, that's why I named the company Level Up because it's it's all about um, progressing, challenging your body. As, as I, I love humans, I, I we are amazing creatures. We can do amazing things, like uh, we can do. We can stand on our hands and uh, do push push up handstands and and push off and do a clap <laughs> handstand push up and jump over high obstacles and do all kinds of crazy things like there's. There's different videos you'll see on, on on YouTube or Facebook all day long on the, this amazing things we do, and I just love pushing my body and, and, and learning these different things. So you know when I learned uh, muscle ups for the first time, I was just you know, I was excited. You know when I learned how to do handstands and handstand pushups and you know pistol squats and like all these cool things, it's uh it 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 gives you this this sense of pride. It uh it it's just it's challenging and 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 you you get this sense of accomplishment and um, one thing is as humans what I just learned from just you know studying people studying psychology is just humans love achievement and and when you get to help someone to to get to achievement it's very rewarding so that's what drives me you know we are in a field that that you're gonna have great uh you know people who have uh, tremendous results and uh, results and then you have some people who you know don't because simply just they just give too much excuses and just don't follow the game plan. A lot of um the people I work with um they get tremendous results is because I really help them to build the habits and just take them step by step um and just you know work with them and, and just relate to them and, and 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 try to be um understanding, you know, empathetic of, of their of their struggle.
0: Ultimately, we're all in the struggle together, right? It's like we all have... You and I are totally different people, but we got the same struggles that we got to deal with with everybody else, right? We got to fucking pay the bills. We got to be fucking good people. We got to take care of our kids. Got to take care of our clients. Got to take care of our friends, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that um, how incredible we are as people, too, because as you were talking about it, I started thinking, and I was like, you know what, he's fucking right, man. I mean, like, what other animal can do half as much stuff? Like... Not only from what we can do from a physical perspective, right? We're not like the most physically imposing animal out there. Like, if you know, if in hand to hand combat, if you were like to walk with a lion or a freaking gorilla or something. But when you look at it, whether what, what other animal can do like half the stuff we can do, but not only just that athletic stuff, but we can climb, we can swim, we can use tools. You know, we fucking built the internet. I mean, there's so much different stuff, you know. Other animals are kind of limited based on what their area is, right? Like, if you have animals in the mountains like the goats, they can probably fucking climb like champs, but they can't swim. We have the ability to kind of do it all. And you, you know, you know um, what gives us that ability.
1: And, like, what, what, what's our greatest strength but also our greatest weakness? It's, it's our free will. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because we, we have, we have the, the freedom to choose, these animals don't, you know, they they have this 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 pattern, this this routine, and they that's what they do. Um, they they don't really have a choice, right? But we have the freedom to to choose, so it it gives us this power to develop and to 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 be amazing. But it also gives us the power
0: to to fuck everything up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> say know? it if you don't want to swear, man. If you want to be the perfect <laughs> guy, that's fine. I totally. Uh, appreciate the discussion because i got a lot out of it i appreciate the freaking the knowledge that you bestow because i see you all the time at the gym but we're usually like kind of in the middle of two different things so we don't ne- necessarily get the opportunity to have these discussions so i'm pumped up that we got to kind of discuss a few of these things and uh you know for for people listening too man you could definitely check out uh you should te- check out malcolm for all his classes not just the uh the endurance classes because he's, he's a good boxing coach, man. He really takes care of the students. I don't see anybody else that's, like, as energetic and so happy to kind of be helping everybody. So I'm, I'm totally pumped to, to be working with you, man. So where – for the people that are listening, man, where can we find you?
1: Thanks, man. Um, we You can find us at www.trainwithlevelup.com. Um, also on Facebook, uh, Level Up Performance Coaching and Instagram, Train With Level Up. And we – um. Like our goal is just community building. You know, we're looking to serve people and just have people just become like this tribe and just inspire people to just get to the next level, level up and challenge each other. So, I'm excited to to be here and I know you're someone who's definitely just always leveling up with, you know, with your with, with what you do and um and you bring it in people, you know, like the the rock climbing girl to become a, a L, you know, train MMA. Like things like that is just awesome. So, I appreciate you and thanks for having me on today.
0: No, man. I I, I appreciate having you too and I, and I I I do try to level up, man, but I got I got to focus on doing in more aspects because with me i'm always looking to excel in the martial arts side and i'm studying on that constantly i'm training that all the time i should probably kind of venture out a little bit too but yeah man we'll we'll definitely freaking get together work out uh you guys listening should definitely go check out stop by the gym come hit pads with me or see malcolm for all the other uh better fitness side because most people don't want to hit pads and get bruises it's funny because you were talking about the girl from the rock climbing she came in she came in on sunday you saw me there training with her mm. right and she had really good technique but there's only like with with mma and muay thai there's only one way to kind of teach at a certain level right now her level's like getting better and it progresses fast but to fix the habits i feel like a dick a little bit because to fix the habits you kind of have to show them one way and that's kind of mm. just attack a little bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she her leg was a little banged up the next day man but she's a tough girl and and uh you know she she picks up quickly and and i'm pumped to just have more people that love training man and then you guys can always catch me uh either at the gym you can hit me up on, uh, on the website www.loscast.com uh los translation podcast on instagram so we'll definitely be out there we'll keep the podcast rolling if you guys have any comments concerns or anything you guys want to ask me or malcolm just feel free to hit us up online man we're always working we're always here to help